this is the classroom of life and we are learning and we are constantly uh, presented with opportunities for growth. And so when the tough stuff comes in, as much as it sucks when it does, um, I always try to bring a different perspective in because honestly, that's what keeps me going. That's just the truth of it. If I wasn't able to reframe and look at the circumstances of my life through a different set of lenses and ask, where is this challenge giving me the opportunity to rise, then I would be in bed all day. That's just the truth of it. I'd have the covers over me in a dark room and I'd never come out. Can you relate? My daughter doesn't feel like she has real friends she can count on. My daughter comes home from school every day sad that nobody gets her. My daughter wishes that she was somebody else. My daughter has no self-confidence. Sadly, in the work that I do, I hear comments like these ones way too often. I so deeply want girls to learn that they only need to look on the inside of themselves to know and understand who they are, and how they want to operate in the world. I want them to take an inside-out approach, not an outside-in approach where the comments of other people, whether positive or negative, determine how they feel about themselves on a moment-to-moment basis. Girls today need safe spaces where they can learn empowerment tools and understand that they have an inner toolkit that can serve them in any and all of life situations. After a decade of running in-person girls empowerment workshops, I'm finally introducing a new way to work with me. I'm starting a membership called Empower Hour for Girls. This is a subscription-based program where girls get access to working with me twice a month live on a community Zoom call. I will teach them all about how powerful they are and how they can curate a life that truly feels good from the inside out. We will chat about concepts like gratitude, self-love, leadership, friendship, and so much more. Empower Hour is for girls ages 7 to 12. Enroll your daughter today and ensure that she gets set up with tools that will serve and support her for a lifetime. When you enroll your daughter at the founding member rate, which is now available, not only will she be locked in at that price forever, but you, the parents, will also get my best-selling course called The Empowerment Sessions as a bonus gift. To learn more and get your daughter signed up, go to www.melodypormorati.com slash empower hour or check out our show notes. Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Melody Pormorati today. Uh, I want to share a few updates with you, things that are going on in my own life that um, I often feel called to share because uh, I like to paint a very real picture of what is going on uh, in, in my world, knowing that we are all mirrors of each other and knowing that we all have struggles, right? I always say, until further notice, celebrate, and every day is a gift and a blessing and a celebration. Um, and while that is the case, we also go through the muck, right? We go through the difficult days and, um, and I've actually, whew, I've had some stuff going on and, um, and, and I've, you know, I've had to really like all of this comes through our lives. What comes through our lives 
it's this is the classroom of life and we are learning and we are constantly uh, presented with opportunities for growth. And so when the tough stuff comes in, as much as it sucks when it does, um, I always try to bring a different perspective in because honestly, that's what keeps me going. That's just the truth of it. If I wasn't able to reframe and look at the circumstances of my life through a different set of lenses and ask, where is this challenge giving me the opportunity to rise, then I would be in bed all day. That's just the truth of it. I'd have the covers over me in a dark room and I'd never come out. Can you relate? Can you relate? So um, I want to say it was about three weeks ago. I went to the eye doctor, went to an eye doctor like it was going to be a routine visit. Although let's be honest, I do not go every year. I've since learned that you better like let this be your reminder to make sure to get your eyes checked every year. It's not something that I did. Uh, I dropped my daughters off at their band practice and went over to the nearest optometrist. And the only reason I went is because I've noticed that when I'm reading, I need glasses. Like it's it's getting hard. It's getting to be a struggle. Uh, I get a headache when I'm reading. So I went to the doctor, just a regular visit. I walk in. Uh, she does this test. She does the vision test, right? And she's like, okay, you need whatever, these kind of eyeglasses. Fine. And then she does this other test, which I wish I had the name of for you, but I don't. Um... And she says that you have a hole in your eye. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. She, and she said it ever so matter-of-factly. She's like, yeah, you got a hole in your eye. Um, I'm going to need you to come back in four weeks exactly. You cannot miss the appointment. I want you to come back because I need to see if this is an old hole or if it's something new. And I need to see if there's movement. And you know when you could tell that somebody's trying to not make something a big deal, but they're feeling like it's a big deal and they're trying to calm you down? That's the situation. That's what was going on. So um, so I move about my day. I leave there kind of like floored, kind of like, why? Because I asked her, I'm like, what does this mean? What does it mean? She didn't really want to go into it. But what she did say to me is we're going to take it one step at a time, but there is a possibility that um, you will lose vision in your right eye, which nobody wants to hear that. Nobody got time for that. So so I walked out of there and I was just like, what is happening? I, I took some time for myself. I regrouped before I picked up the kids and decided I'm really not telling anyone except for my husband and my sisters about this. Um... Because I needed to talk about it. I needed to say it to someone. And and my friend, my dear friend Denise, who's the other band mom, because I was going to see her. So anyways, um, I picked up the kids, went on with my business, and have had really been trying to distract myself uh, so that I wasn't constantly giving energy to this thing that may or may not be a problem in my life, right? Um, cause I didn't want to give it momentum. I didn't want to keep thinking about it and talking about it and obsessing over it and talking to everyone who would listen because I would be creating a momentum in the direction that I didn't want. However, like I said, I spoke to my sisters and my husband, I got it off my chest, um, And I moved on with life. And then I was having a conversation with my husband just, I want to say at this point, it's like nine days ago. And 
it was a couple weeks from the appointment that I was supposed to go back for. And we're talking and he's like, Mel, like, what are you, you know, I don't think we need to wait for this appointment. Like, why are we wasting time? I think you should go see a specialist because she did say that if in four weeks I go back, I'm still most likely going to need to see a specialist. So he's like, let's like just make an appointment with the specialist. What are you waiting for? Why are you doing this? So that's what I did. I called a specialist. I told them what's going on. I told them what this doctor saw. And they. this was a Friday afternoon. This was last Friday afternoon. And she said, um, you need to come in right away. We are making an emergency appointment for you Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. It's a three-hour appointment. Um and you need to come in. You shouldn't have waited. And um, and we're going to fit you in. We're just going to squeeze you in. We're going to make it work. Now, mind you, like, you know, you got things going on. You got a life. I was actually preparing for my nephews and my niece to come over and stay with me for four days while my sister and her husband went away for a long needed vacation. Um, so there were a lot of things that were happening and work related things where I was like, I can't like be out. I can't, but you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta just go with it and say, this is my health. This takes precedence. And so I went for this appointment. They did a series of tests, series of questionnaires, all the things. Um, and ultimately the doctor came to meet with me and she said, Melody, this is the case. You've got two holes in your right eye, not one, but two. Um, thankfully they are in a place where, um, they shouldn't bother you, but they could over time, if left lead to vision loss in your right eye. And so in order to, try to do our best to stop this from happening. We want to do a procedure on you. It's a laser procedure. We're going to solidify the area around the two holes, which have been there. And she was able to see these holes have been there for years. And if I had gone to the eye doctor, like I was supposed to every year, uh, perhaps we could have um, gotten ahead of these better than we are now. But just a lesson to me and to all of you, all of those routine visits, right? The mammogram, um, the colonoscopy, all the things that were kind of like, I'll put it off till next month, next month, next month, next month becomes a year and two years and three years. And we just don't do it. And it's like so much easier to be proactive about your health than to be reactive. So Anyways, long story short, she um, highly recommended that I do this procedure and that I do it like right then and there in the office. And so that's what I opted for. I made a very quick decision. I went with my intuition and she did the procedure. And oh my Lord, I I like to say I have a pretty high p- pain threshold, um, but this really hurt. <laughs> this really hurt so much so that I actually blacked out in her office and got sick. And I was by myself. I was by myself because my husband was taking care of a lot of things in the house. He had made all these appointments with people coming in, you know, when you're home and you're like, okay, I'm going to, he had no idea I'd have an emergency eye doctor appointment. Um, so he couldn't be with me, but obviously after I, I passed out, um, they called him and he came over and picked me up and that was that. And I had a lot of pain for a few days and thank goodness. I'm so grateful that I'm so much better right now. I have a little bit of pain, but feeling better, feeling hopeful, 
that what she did was um, was was support enough to avoid any possible challenges with my eyes in the future. Um, now, what is my takeaway from all of this? I've already shared that get to the doctor people um, and for myself, that, that message of like, okay, what other specialists do I need to see to make sure that everything's functioning okay and getting out ahead of, of all the parts of health? Can't control everything, but we can control the parts that we can control, right? Um, but the other thing was like, you know, you start thinking like, that whole few weeks that I had wondering what was going to happen, you start questioning, like, what is really important in my life? And like, and you start actually wondering, I, I should say, I started wondering, like, you know, what happens if you stop seeing in one eye? Like, if I were to stop seeing, like, what, what would be the last thing I want to see? Where would I want to be in my life? What are things that I'd want to explore? And what are some of the adventures I'd want to have before that were to happen? And I'm not saying this to be like down in the dumps, nothing like that. But I think that experiences like this come into our lives, especially as we get a little bit older, to really like kick us into um, the reality that life is not forever, right? And never to take our health for granted, but like, what is it? Like, what is it that we want to do? What is it that we want to see? Where is it that we want to be? Who do we want to surround ourselves by? Like, if this was my last day with sight in one of my eyes, what are some of the experiences I would want to create for myself? It just got me thinking and I'm still thinking and I'm still processing and I'm processing even right here as I share about what's real and true um, and I asked the same question of you, like, what do you need to be doing right now? And I, I, sh- I, I ask these questions a lot in my messaging in the Girl Life community, um, because I, I want for you to be um, exploring the thing that's on your heart today. It's like, why do we put things on hold? Why? Why do we do it? I know. Life, right? Bills, kids family, obligations. I totally, totally get it. But what is one step that you can take today in the direction of your goals, in the direction of your heart, knowing that, um, you know, while the soul is infinite, our physical bodies have a timeline. They just do. And it's okay. And that's just the reality that we are all facing. Uh, and so anyways, so that's me and, and I'm sure as time goes by, I'll come and I'll share more some of the epiphanies and the, the, the learnings and the teachings that are coming out of this. I already know that like for my next empower hour workshop with the girls, I really wanted to talk about self-love because typically that's like the next lesson that I share with girls. Um, but I think I might actually talk more about how we can heal ourselves. We have a whole workshop about how we can heal ourselves and on this quest for trying to heal myself and my and making sure that my vision is okay like i want to run these girls through the steps of how they can care for themselves so always there's an opportunity right like i'm already turning this into a teaching opportunity so what do you do with the information that's presented to you how do you reframe it not to let it get you fully down in the dumps but to really be like okay what am i going to do with this thing What am I going to do with this information that I've been presented with? All right, that's it, guys. I'm going to keep you updated. Um, Thank you for listening. 
I'm going to go into the next phase of this podcast, which I'm very excited about because, um, as I mentioned, my nephews and my niece uh, all came to visit with us, and and it was something that I wanted so deeply for my sister and my brother-in-law. They have um, three young kids, nine, seven, and four, and they're like you know, burning the candle at both ends as most of us are. And I said to them, guys, I want special time with your kids. We want, our family wants special time with your kids. You need a break, drop them off. They, so they, they drove in from Toronto. Uh, they hung out with us a little bit. Then they dropped their kids off here and went to the Caribbean. And it's, it was the best thing for them and the best thing for us because on the heels of this procedure that I had, I really needed a pick-me-up, and these kids gave me exactly that. They're such a breath of fresh air. Um, You know that I love all things uh, children and watching them and observing them and learning from them because because I believe that they are the closest to the source within them. They are um, so uninhibited and so uh, expressive in their own special ways. And so as I watched them, so many lessons came to me. And so I want to share them with you. Specifically, while I learned so much from the boys too, my my sister's four-year-old daughter, Talia, um, is just a freaking powerhouse and such a, a... an example of what it is to really walk in your own zone of genius and to not to not be looking to the sidelines, but to really be focused on what's right in front of you and right before you. Um, and so these are the lessons that I've learned from this beautiful four-year-old girl. And I invite you to integrate some of these lessons into your own life. I know that I did, and they came to me in just the perfect time as lessons always do. So the first thing is something that we used to do in our home all the time and that she brought this beautiful reminder to us to start every day with a freaking dance party. That's what we did. Every morning, she'd come into the kitchen still in her PJs, hasn't even brushed her teeth yet, right? She comes into the kitchen and she's like, can you please put on Shake It Off by Taylor Swift? And so I would just take request after request of her favorite songs on her little playlist and we would dance it out. Like what a beautiful energy release. What a beautiful way to start the day off with joy. Um, And she was the little reminder I needed that we need that, right? Like I don't know about you guys, but in the mornings I'm so focused on like what needs to get done. I'm so like focusing on the next step and the next step, not being mindful Um, And if I'm listening to anything, it's something like a podcast. Podcasts are amazing, but sometimes your brain just needs a break and your body needs to take over. And so Talia reminded me that starting your day off with a dance party is a surefire way of setting your day off with power and strength and joy. So that's what we did. And I've been integrating that into my life since they also left the house. And it's been amazing. Next is whenever you need to take a nap. (laughs) So I'm going to use this one metaphorically. I mean, she like, listen, we're driving in the car. We were going to the Long Island um, Children's Museum and she was tired. So she just closed her eyes and passed out, right? Like whenever she was tired, she'd take the break that she needed. She wasn't looking for any permission slip to take a break or a nap. 
Um, she wasn't looking for, uh, you know, for, for validation that it was okay to take a nap. She was making up her own rules. And what did that mean for me in my own life is take a break, Mel. It's okay to take a break throughout the day. You don't need to power through all the time. And taking that nap, or in my case, that pause in the day actually sets me up with more um, longevity for facing the full day and and being energetic enough to move through all the parts of my day with grace and with ease. So, you know, give yourself that breather, give yourself that break. It's never a fun thing to do something when it's not speaking to you. Like I wanted to record this podcast episode yesterday but it was going to be rushed and I wanted to be mindful and present with you. And so I said, you know what? Yes, I need to have it like ready for Monday morning, but you know what? I have some time on my schedule Monday morning and I'm going to do it when I've been energized and rejuvenated and ready and prepared to come and share authentically and not when I feel like it's a push or a deadline. Next, next thing that I learned from T skip everywhere. Skip everywhere. This girl skips from one room to the next. She skips from uh, the 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 house to the car when we're going out. Like obviously we're not going to skip. What do I mean by this? What is what is the translation of this for us? Um how, like what's our version of skipping everywhere? And I say it's move towards the next thing with intention. If it doesn't move you, skip it. If you can, right? Um you know move in the direction that is really pulling at you and 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 skip and and you know like like move with excitement and feel good vibes feel good juju uh if like move in the direction of the things that are a full body yes that's how we skip right as adults uh we move in the direction of the full body yeses Okay, next is be an encourager. So I took Talia and my nephews to um, my sister, my other sister, Michelle's dance class. She has a a dance studio on Long Island called Confidence. All the kids in our community literally go to her to learn how to express themselves through movement and Zumba. And um, it's just such a beautiful thing. And obviously, Tal loves to dance. So we took her to Michelle's dance class. She went right up there in the front row, made no apologies for the fact that like she's never been in this specific dance class before, started dancing her face off, her body off, and she was looking at the rest of us, specifically um, Ben and Jordan, who were kind of like in the corner dancing because it was a chill, like it was for young girls, this dance class. And they were older boys, but they decided to take the class anyways, but were kind of in the corner. And if I tell you how much Tal encouraged them, so she was in her zone and dancing and enjoying every minute of it, but she was also from her peripheral vision and through the mirror watching her brothers. And she was encouraging them while she was dancing, like, Benny and Jordy, you got this. Good job. You're dancing. I'm so proud of you. And so like, can't we all use that refresher on how important it is to be an encourager and how um, life is a mirror. And when we encourage, we are encouraged and we give others that which we need to also give to ourselves. And it's just kind of that boomerang gift of kindness 
that comes and goes and is abundant for all of us to receive. So how do we translate that into our own lives? Wherever it may be, in the workplace, in your family unit, um, on the sidewalk, when you're passing by someone with a smile, we can all be encouragers and it's the simplest thing to do and so easily forgotten. So thank you, T, for that reminder. Uh, next is to use your imagination. Always, this girl used her imagination in every possible way you can imagine, <laughs> literally. Um, she uh, created things in her imagination. Whenever she was having trouble with something, she would acknowledge to me that she has superpowers. And she'd run through that beautiful imagination and share with me what her superpowers were. Um, this is an opportunity for all of us to infuse more imagination and visualization into our everyday because it's a tool that we have in our pocket and we often forget that we have. Next is don't dwell on the no. So there were a lot of times in the four or five days that Tal was with me that I needed to either say no or, um, you know, or or ask her to, you know, choose a different toy or choose a different food or whatever it may be. And she never dwelled on the no. Like she'd, I'd constantly hear her saying, it's okay. And then she would literally pivot and reroute in another direction and find something else to busy her attention. Um, now I know that that's not the case with all kids. It certainly wasn't with mine. Um, I, I think a lot of it is nature, and then there's a lot of it is like the environment you grew up in, how many kids are in the family, how often did you have to wait your turn? There are so many things that come into play, but if we're looking at it in the context of how can we learn from this four-year-old girl, we as adults can be quite hard-headed, and sometimes we dwell on the no instead of just being like, okay, what else is out there for me, right? Like, let's move forward, let's work beyond this no, whatever that looks like for us. Um, and so that's just a beautiful message that came through. And finally, see life with wonder. Uh, on the final night that we were all together, we took the kids to Benihana. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Benihana. It's like a hibachi experience or a teppanyaki. I think it's got different names where the chef literally cooks your food in front of you. And it was such a blessing and a privilege to be able to take them there and watching this world through Talia's eyes and watching her excitement and wonder as she watched this chef cook for her. She just kept saying things like, oh my goodness, I've never seen such a thing. Oh my goodness, he is literally cooking for us. Oh my goodness, I'm obsessed. I might just jot down, I, I might just share the videos on Instagram um, one of these days, maybe when this podcast episode comes out, of Talia experiencing this hibachi table for the first time and this experience and the, the pure delight and joy she was taking in what was in front of her. And all of us, right, my daughters and my nephews who were also joining her in the delight and my husband and all the other people at the table were watching her and experiencing this experience through her set of lenses. And it was such a delight. And, and I invite you to, to experience 
today, this week, this month, through the eyes of a four-year-old child and witness this world of wonder. Whether you're looking at a sunset or you are looking at the waves crashing at the on the beach or you're looking at a bluebird outside as I'm doing right now, flying from branch to branch on the tree, like look at it all in wonder and what would it be like if it was the first time you were seeing this? So um, there's so much out there for all of us and we get so used to the mundane and I invite you to put your phones away and to look around you and once again, experience the everyday wonders that we take for granted through the eyes of a four-year-old child and, and report back to me what you see, report back what you feel and how beautiful it all really is. Um, I hope that this has served you. Uh, I know that I'm taking a moment based on what I expressed and shared about what's going on with my eye and and then now like closing this off with this this wonderment and this sense of curiosity that we all have to experience things for the first time in our imaginations and I think it's all just very very full circle so I appreciate you all so much thank you for being a listener of this podcast episode thank you for giving me the space to share with you what's coming through in my life and reflecting back to what's possible for all of us. Um, I love you all so much. I'm sending you a big hug and wishing you a beautiful, beautiful week ahead. One thing I know for sure after running successful girls empowerment workshops for the last 10 years is that our girls just want safe spaces where they can be seen, heard, and acknowledged They want to know that what they think and feel matters. Do you ever feel like you wish you could do more for this generation of girls, our future generation of women? How would it feel to be a change agent on the front lines and introduce girls to their many superpowers? I always ask myself this question. Who would I be today if as a young girl, I was told that I am powerful beyond measure? Who would you be, beautiful listener? I know it in my heart that it's time that girls are taught from as young an age as possible that they have everything they need within them to create a beautiful life. Why do we need to wait until our 30s and 40s to finally start feeling comfortable in our own skin, with our own thoughts, and in our own bodies? The stats are that a girl's self-confidence peaks at age 9, and that's a stat that I can't live with. If you feel heartbroken when you hear this and want to learn how you can do more and become a girl life coach and do what 200 coaches across the globe in our community are doing by empowering girls for a living, I want you to learn about the Girl Life Academy. It's time for all women to step into a career that adds value to the planet and rewards us personally, professionally, spiritually, and financially. We're welcoming new heart-centered girl life coaches all year round to run our curriculum in their communities. We provide you with the certification, the business know-how, a supportive community, and so much more to get your girl's empowerment mission off the ground in a smooth and powerful way. To learn more about the application process and how you can make the Girl Life Academy a part of your personal reality, 
Go to www.girllifeempowerment.com or check out our show notes to learn more. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very helpful to us and we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.